You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. We're doing it again for another year if we survive, I think. Right, do you mean survive the podcast, or do you have like a, do you know something I don't about my health? Welcome <laughs> to the next episode. We're going to do a dumb movie and make fun of it. All right, uh, guys. will be here. Is that lung will hold out? Uh, for at least a little bit longer? Let's hope so, guys. I'd hate to miss out on all of these great movies we keep watching. Unless the gypsy was wrong. Ah, uh, never trust a gypsy. I mean, <laughs> I guess I should have, because that's why I'm in this situation now, is I didn't trust her. But you get the idea. Yeah, uh, actually, we both uh, hit an, uh, a, a, an an old woman crossing the street who may have been um, of, of some Romanian origin. And uh, following that, she cursed us to watch all the superhero movies and do a podcast about it. It's a very specific and odd uh, gypsy curse, but, you know, we all saw Thinner. It's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think compared to Thinner, uh, it, it would only be weirder if he was forced to make a weight loss podcast in tandem with also slowly becoming so thin he didn't exist anymore. Yes, so I guess, let's see, in that movie, doesn't he kill the gypsy with a pie? So I guess we have to yes. find this gypsy and <laughs> yes, he does. throw a movie reel at her? Also, he, he, he his wife tracks his weight loss on, like, a DOS computer. Was that something we ever did in the history of, like, computers? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, sure. I mean, I don't, DOS isn't like the best program, too. I mean, she must have been a real genius when you really look back on it. Yeah, yeah. She just spent her time playing the original Zork and tracking her husband's weight loss. She had to write her own program. It seemed like it in the movie. Who uh, knows? I guess maybe weight loss programs were real popular among people who understood DOS. I'm sure that makes <laughs> sense. Anyway. Uh, as you guess it, we're doing the movie Thinner next, and... <laughs> well, wait, Ben, I'm, I'm just reading the description. That's not based on a comic book. Uh, oh, son of a bitch! I guess we're gonna have to pick something else now, guys. Well, can't we just do a Stephen King movie podcast? Actually, that'd be really good, though. We should. I mean, we don't do, like, eight episodes? <laughs> no, there's, there's a... Alright, yeah, you're right, it's probably, like, ten or eight. <laughs> but, but, we... they're, but they're all really bad. <laughs> Yeah, we could do Maximum Overdrive, the movie where yeah. cars come to life. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, well, you got, like, some good movies. Okay, go ahead. Shawshank Redemption. That's based on a Stephen King short story. Yeah, I suppose I suppose that checks out. Well, that's so, it, guys. Uh, the technically Lawnmower Man, if you listen to How Did This Get Made. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true, technically. In a way in which, not at all. In which he, he sued for it to not be the case. Anyway, that's a different Wait, Didn't he sue? Didn't they say he sued like three times? Yeah, they kept doing it. <laughs> they just kept putting his name back on there. That's spectacular. I'm like, well, maybe you won't notice this time. Uh, but we are doing a movie that might be equally as bad as many of the shitty Stephen King uh, properties. Um, yeah. Probably the, the Lawnmower Man of comic book movies. Uh, yeah, I, w- I think it's been called that. I think that was on the poster, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Stephen, I'm sure... King, Stephen King's Daredevil? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Colin Farrell's in it? Uh, in case you didn't realize what he just said, we're going to be doing the, the ultimate classic, uh, 2003's Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, uh, Colin Farrell, and... Uh... Uh... Uh, don't 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 you dare forget about John Favreau and Michael Clark Duncan. I was trying to think of Michael Clark Duncan's name. I kept I couldn't remember his middle name. Do you know this movie's banned in Malaysia? 
Why? Because they have taste? Or... <laughs> Uh, I guess it was something to do with the violent content when it came out. Uh, it, it was. I'm sorry, I was glancing at some of the trivia around the movie, and I had to clarify. It's true. It was banned in Malaysia. That I'm is, jealous uh, of Malaysia. That is very bizarre. Um, it I also, if it's like one of those things where it's like every movie's banned in India if it has like any violence in it because yeah. it's just not allowed to show violence. It's just so weird because their movies are like very cartoonishly violent. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's a different podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bollywood Hollywood? <laughs> yes, that's the one. I'm not as good at making up names as Ben, guys. It's so pretty good. Even though Bollywood is just the the name adaption of Hollywood. So yeah, it's essentially <laughs> not saying much. I'm not trying at all, guys. They rhyme <laughs> because they're essentially the same word. It's like rhyming here with ear. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or it's like defining a word with itself. <laughs> respect. Something yeah. you should have, like respect. Wait a minute. Oh. Whew. So, Band in Malaysia. So, you guys, you know, you know you're in for a treat. Uh, yeah, not to mention a movie that spawned a romance and then a divorce. Because <laughs> I believe, didn't Ben, Ben Affleck at least dated Jennifer Garner. I don't think I'm married, though. Uh, they were married, I believe. I know, I always have the weird celebrity relationship news. Why is that always my thing? I just, Look, man, that should be something you should be asking yourself and possibly I sort of am, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping someone can help me on this one. Uh, maybe change your homepage from E to something else. Right, is I do e still a thing? I do have TMZ text alerts. Maybe that's my problem. Uh, that's your problem. Yeah, I turned off the one for Amber Alerts, but you can do that. Yeah, you can turn off the Amber Alerts on your phone. It's not okay. Um, so what? What I always like to talk about is the fact that when this movie came out, uh, it's I kind of like to know where it fell in this weird arc of superhero movies because something we picked up on having done uh, too many of these is that. It was a tumultuous period of superhero movies for quite some time in the uh, early 2000s, I say, would be the, de the, the biggest density of them. Uh, it, it wasn't until, like, the, I don't know, maybe 2011, 12? Maybe that's too far ahead. I don't know. The thing kind of clicked and we started getting it. Like, even though DC Universe hasn't quite brought it together, it felt more like a thing we didn't laugh at every time one came out. <laughs> Yeah, there was a point where you would watch a movie, and I guess 2008 was the first Iron Man. So yeah, probably around 2009, yeah, maybe. maybe. So, yeah. Maybe even some of those early Superman movies. They didn't do well critically, but they weren't a disastrous <laughs> joke. Like, they were just kind of boring. <laughs> the Superman those movies, though, did become disastrous jokes. Yeah, that's, that's, another, that's another story. But anyway, Daredevil came out uh, early 2003. Uh, so what preceded it was actually 2002's Spider-Man. And uh, I've frequently on this podcast cited Spider-Man as a huge inspiration for future comic book movies to sort of kind of cohesively come together. Um, also, it was the year Blade 2 came out. <laughs> hey, Blade 2's not that bad. But I'm serious. Like, the only movies that preceded Spider-Man in the superhero genre for, like, the previous, like, three to four years was, like, Spawn and Ooh. Steel and, like, X-Men. Which I guess X Men was all right, but yeah, but I'm not looking get, forward to having to do steel. You, you get where I'm coming from. Like this was not a hot, a hot commodity, the superhero movie genre at this point in in the early 2000s. Spider Man had kicked it off, and maybe everyone thought, "Here we go." But uh, then Daredevil came out and quickly uh, snuffed that fire. <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, quickly is an understatement. It 
<laughs> it basically shut that baby down instantly. Yeah, it followed by uh, uh, Electra in 2005 for some reason. Yeah, a bizarre sequel in which they're like, let's just take out the title character. Yeah. And do a spin. I don't think it worked very well. I don't know. I never have seen that movie, and I'm sad to say that one day I'll have to watch it. It's the yep. it's the Marvel version of Cat. Will a movie that I'll feel bad having to have have to see. Um, but yeah, so this came out uh, with 2003. Obviously, Ben Affleck uh, doing his up so recently his only superhero role until he took over Batman and somehow did a good job. Yeah. He said that, I think, uh, he said after this movie he didn't want to ever be in a he would never be in another superhero movie. I mean, I get it. <laughs> because this was a source of embarrassment, which I also get. Uh, but, you know, you throw a bunch of money at a guy, maybe he rethinks it. I also remember that, I mean, this has always been the case. We love to freak the fuck out over casting every time it happens. Um, do you recall any any adverse reaction to Ben Affleck being yeah. cast? Daredevil? Yeah, people were not happy. See, I remember a little bit of that. But I also remember people being fucking pissed about Michael Clark Duncan playing the Kingpin. Yeah, because people do love, you know, they love to be angry about stupid shit no one cares about. Which upset me because I remember reading a lot about Daredevil back when uh, uh, I read one of those first edition, like, collections of Daredevil. And in it, there's, like, interludes where some of the original creators talk about what they were doing when they created the book. It's like letters to the editor kind of thing, but it's from the people who worked on it. Really into it. Um, I remember reading that uh, one of the original creators had hoped to make... Uh, the Kingpin, uh, uh, an African-American character. But uh, Marvel generally just sort of said, nah, because they didn't want to, like, they didn't want to paint any racial allegories into the comic, um, which was, you know, a bad move, because that's, I mean, why not add some more elements to your work? Whatever. Uh, but but it was always kind of intended for the Kingpin to be a black character, and just he wasn't because of the time. Well, I mean, it, what's surprising is you're like, all right, 2003... People were pissed because they cast Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Right. What year did Avengers come out? And people were mad they made Nick Fury black. Yeah. It's, and it's just like, does it matter? And I'm like, how do you explain Nick Fury in those Marvel movies as a man who's supposed to be in his 80s, but just doesn't age for some reason? That part's fine. We don't care about that part. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, you know... I'm not but saying Pugs, I, would, I would agree, can, but like if they maybe they're like Daredevil's black now, I'd be like, oh, that's a sort of a bold and bizarre choice, you know. I'm like, I don't think it's going to add anything to the the story, but to be like this guy who's like a background character could be played by a giant of a man who sort of looks like he would assume Wilson Fisk would look. I was just like, oh, that makes sense. I like this idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I he's don't... wasted in this movie, so it doesn't matter who they had cast. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. We're making all these points right now, but, you know, we we both seen this movie. We know what's True. coming. <laughs> oh, boy, it is not good, guys. Um, obviously, we, you know, we'll discuss uh, a little bit on the, on the actual episode, but are, are you are you a big Daredevil fan, just in general? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really was a, a fairly... I mean, I'm not like a huge... Like, I mean, obviously, Captain America is the comic book character I probably know the most about and, you know, read most of his comics. Right. I guess him or Hellboy. But when I was younger, I had, like, a Daredevil phase where, like, I was really into Daredevil because I inherited a bunch of my uncle's old comics from when he was a kid. And he used to read, like, the 70s and early 80s Daredevils. And so I had all those. And so I started reading Daredevil. And I've read, you know, like, the Frank Miller run and stuff. And I've always kind of enjoyed him. I think he's a very interesting character. And I'm, you know, born and raised Catholic. So, you know, you can 
identify with the sort of Catholic guilt that runs through every Daredevil story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an excellent point. I've also always liked um, Daredevil, the Daredevil comics, and especially the TV shows, appreciation for the environment. A lot of times in comics, you know, where the superhero exists is just sort of, um, it's like it's just like a bullet point. You know, Sup- Superman's in Metropolis, you know, Batman. I mean, the, the, there's some places where the city is really integral to that character. Batman is a great example. Gotham is almost just as big of a name as Batman is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Gotham has – you could talk about Gotham for a while. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You probably yeah. couldn't talk about Metropolis for that long. Well, yeah, you could. You could be like, it's New York City with a different name. <laughs> yeah. But Dare- I guess that wasn't that long. You were right. Never mind. Daredevil was always very aggressively written into New York City and the neighborhood it comes from. Uh, uh, and he, cause he's much more a ground-level hero, which yeah, is why you yeah, get he's that. He's definitely like the, the sort of Marvel's one of Marvel's early street-level characters where, I mean, all he cares about is Hell's Kitchen. He doesn't venture away from Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Which even with Spider-Man, who's another kind of ground-level hero, you don't get that. Uh, you know, he's all over New York. He's, yeah. he's he's fighting an alien symbiote. You know, not that there's not some absurd shit that happens to Daredevil. I think he oh, gets this. Yeah. I think Daredevil gets his sight back from like uh, some cosmic entity like three times or something. Shit. Wow, but, I've never. I did not know that. Yeah, you know, the fucking '80s. They were running out of stuff. Um, but but I've always really appreciated how much his environment and his home is sort of like a tangential element of his character. Uh, I don't expect to get that from this movie. <laughs> no. I, what's sort of, which we'll probably touch more on when we do it, is after seeing the Daredevil TV show that Marvel has made on Netflix, uh, Ben shockingly told me before this podcast he wasn't a fan of it. Uh, I love it, and I think they nail the characters so well, and they nail like the like the religious, like Catholic guilt sort of... You know, he's the devil of Hell's Kitchen, all the religious allegory stuff. They nail it so well in that TV show. I remember this movie and being like, it's just like so thrown in to be like, oh yeah, he hangs out at a church sometimes. And you're just like, but why? Like, there's no explanation as to why he goes to a church. You just assume he's just like, I guess he just, you know what I mean? There's no buildup. And I think that's where this movie sort of falls apart is there's very little, there's very little Matt Murdock, like very little of him being a lawyer. The Daredevil scenes don't make any sense. There's not a whole lot of, like, what makes Daredevil Daredevil. So, do you want to I, defend yourself for not liking the TV I, show? I or? very much do. I, I had no no critical complaints. It just didn't hook me. That's all. Everyone has those shows where they have complete respect and, and they enjoy it. And they, and, they, and they acknowledge that they're good, but they just can't seem to get into them like everybody else can. Uh, I've liked all of Marvel's Netflix properties just as a whole, uh, just I couldn't. Except I didn't, for the one about the disabled man, that's interesting. I, I didn't finish the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're onto something, buddy. <laughs> that's, I hate those blinds, making me so, read Braille. I have some excellent news for you, Pogues. Um, you what? know, it's my favorite thing to identify the history of the uh, writers and, more importantly, directors of these movies. Oh, we do this them. is going to make me sad, isn't it? Would you like to hear the uh, the probably the absolute best IMDb profile I have ever seen? Yes, I'm ready. The director of Daredevil, 2003's Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck, is a man named Mark Stephen Johnson. He has, according to his IMDb profile picture... Tribal tattoos. Just, uh, just as a side note, uh, his credits starting in '93 include the following: Grumpy Old Men, 
grumpier old men. Well, I mean, you got to bring him back for the sequel. Simon Birch. <laughs> Simon Birch. Jack Frost. Daredevil. Elektra. Ghost Rider. Wow, wait, which Jack Frost? The one We're talking with Michael Keaton? We are talking the Michael Keaton Jack Frost horror film in which the uh, in which the <laughs> snowman comes to life. Hmm. That is one. Is no, rough. this is the heartwarming one where the snowman comes back to life. <laughs> Which one is Simon Birch? Simon Birch is like about, uh, is it about like a a stunted, like a kid with like, doesn't grow or something? I don't know. It's one like feel good movie they make you watch in school because it has no, no violence or cursing. Uh, anyway. Uh, those are the worst. Am I right, guys? I'm talking, we're talking. We're talking the grumpy. He's he's responsible for the grumpy verse, as we call it. Uh, those of us that are fans of the grumpy old men series. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot there was a sequel until you just said uh, it's there was a. I mean, there. I mean, grumpy old men. Yeah. yeah, why would they make a sequel? Is what but I don't also, get. But also, I can't believe this guy worked on uh, Electra and the Ghost Rider movie that we, the Ghost Rider movie that we've already we've already watched. I mean, that's. That's fucking fantastic. Let's be clear here. <laughs> oh, uh, this guy's so, career has been rough, and it seems like just looking real quick, it seems like he's credited with writing most of the movies he also directed. Yeah, which, which is not making it better. Something <laughs> we've uncovered throughout most of our work that is usually the bad sign—a bad sign of, uh, in terms of, of these films. This that is crazy. Who would keep letting him write movies? <laughs> They're all. Bad. That's insane. It's one thing to keep directing bad movies, but who's like, well, I guess this time he's going to nail it. Yeah, yeah, he's got it this time. Relax. Although, oh, no, Jack Frost was a huge failure, so I don't know. I was going to say, I was like, maybe all of his movies make money. It's a shame. Answer, shame. No, no, they do not. Oh, boy. So... Well- I believe we've sufficiently covered uh, the background for Daredevil. Um, yes. But I believe, I believe so. you have something to read for me. That is true. Uh, as you know, we always say at the end of every one of our episodes, if you have a comment to leave it and post it, we'll read it on the mini-episode. Very few people take us up on this. And sometimes there are things that just can't be read on the air because they can, like, you know, somebody will link us to an image or something, and it's hard to, like, describe it. So we don't always read all of them. But... We received a very lengthy description after our 30 Days of Nights episode. This is from uh, Micah, uh, who says he was a physics major at Wright State, uh, so he's got a pretty good grasp of uh, physics. To be clear, the length of the long night is not really flexible. This all happens because the angle of the axis is tilted 23.5 degrees, so the length of the extended period without sun is based solely on how far north it is. For example, on the exact Arctic Circle, you get one day without sun at all. Hmm. That is why it is such a precise precise line. At the North Pole, it lasts a full six months, making for the weird fact that the North Pole only has one sunrise and one sunset a year. At Barrow, which is where the movie takes place, you are just over 71 degrees north. This gives them roughly 65 days without sun, but they do have twilight. This time doesn't fluctuate appreciably, so they could have uh, oh. they could have found another 35 days to not keep track of, or they could have added an extra 100 minutes to make Pogues really happy. Uh, so there you go. They, he also points out that if they had shown up a few days earlier, they still would have had days that were 23 hours worth of night and only one hour worth of daylight. So... 
I guess this movie could have been longer, so we should be thankful. Holy shit. We do we have a physicist that we could I, I think we have a physicist that we can call upon for our movie question. Yeah, I really feel like this should come in handy way more often. He needs to watch every one of these terrible movies and report back to us on whether or not they, they meet physics properly. All right, Dr. Micah, you have heard it directly from us. We're going to need you to chime in on the physics of the upcoming film Daredevil. Look, it looks like in your in your Facebook picture you have kids. I'm sorry, you're going to have to neglect them. Some things are more important. So there you go. And I think that's a good point to mention. If you have a comment or a question, a statement, a suggestion for a movie you want us to watch next, you can leave it at facebook.com slash naospod, and we will read it on the mini-episode like we just read this one. Please do it. Not only will you get your voice heard by all of our listeners, but we'll also turn you into a bit. Yeah, and everybody loves being a bit. Ask our physics friend, who probably spent a very long time in school so that he could become a joke on a podcast. That's what we all dream of. That's what I dream of. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast with you. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up for me. Uh, you all set? Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>